Verse 4 of Joshua chapter 4, the New Living Translation. And it reads, so Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial. Look at what it says. To build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? And here is verse 7. Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord's covenant, when the presence of God went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel Forever. We ask his blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from the subject, remember the journey. Remember the journey. Listen, on this Memorial Day weekend, as we celebrate the many sacrifices of those who have fought to keep us free, fought uh, to make the world a better place. God said that on this weekend, as we are hopefully beginning to turn the corner on this horrific, unprecedented pandemic, it is important, listen to what the Lord said, it is important that we nor future generations ever forget the hardships, the heartaches, and the pain that so many experience during this most difficult season of our lives. It has been difficult. There are many who've lost loved ones, some who've been sick, some who are still struggling with illnesses. There are those who lost their jobs. Some people, unfortunately, lost their homes. This has been a very difficult season. Businesses have shut down. Here's what the Lord said. The Lord said, it is so important, yes it is, that we always remember the journey. It's important to remember the journey. Listen, it is even more important, I'm hearing the Lord say, that we remember that it is because of God's grace and God's mercies that we are still standing today. 
You are not here because you are the smartest one. You are not here because perhaps you are the strongest of all. If you are still standing, and we are, it is because of God's grace and God's mercies. Jeremiah puts it this way, it is of the Lord's mercies that we have not been consumed. His compassion faileth not. It is renewed every morning. Great is his faithfulness. That does deserve a praise. Amen. Because God has been so good to all of us. Listen, remembering past struggles, remembering past obstacles, no matter how painful they may be, is a very important part of the healing process. I know that there are people saying that I don't like to remember hardships, Pastor. I like to just put those things behind me and forget all about me. It is therapeutic. It is helpful to you and to your healing process that we remember even the struggles, the hardships, and the heartaches. And it is also a great testimony for future generations. It is good for those years from now to come and they hear the stories and they read the testimonies about how people endured COVID-19, how they endured shutdowns and isolations and still kept their praise and still did not lose their mind. Songwriter said, after all the things I've been through, I still have joy. <laughs> Any witnesses in here? At least one or two of you know that, Lord, I, I, I still have something uh, because you are on my side. Look, there's a wonderful quote by the late Maya Angelou that says this. And I quote, she says, I have great respect for the past. If you don't know where you've come from, you don't know where you are going. It is important to understand and recognize the past. Listen, I've become a great fan of the 1619 Project. Some of you may have heard of it. It is something uh, that was done by some professors in August of 2019 in which it recognized the 400th year since the beginning of slavery. And it has become somewhat controversial. Those who do not want us to remind people of how painful things were. Those who do not want us to remind people that this country has not always been a good country. Uh, it has treated people uh, in some horrendous, horrible ways. They're saying to us, you ought to forget about that. That's controversial. Why do you want to bring that up? And they're now trying to keep people from even teaching it in school. I ordered the T-shirt. I wear it. Proudly wear it when I go out. 1619. Why? Because I don't ever want to forget. I tell my sons, and I hope they tell their children uh, to come. This is what we overcame. This is what your ancestors had to overcome. We overcame the plantations, slavery, and all the other things associated with. One of the things I so admire about our Jewish brothers and sisters 
is that not only will they never forget the Holocaust, they won't ever let anybody else forget the Holocaust. And it is painful. Six million Jews lost their life. But they will bring it up in their museums and memorials because they want generations to come to remember the evil that was in the hearts of men that allowed six million innocent people to lose their life. Don't forget. Don't forget. Teach your children about Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman and W.E.B. Du Bois and all the other great patriarchs and matriarchal leaders. It, it is embarrassing that we know more about the housewives in Atlanta than Harriet Tubman. It is embarrassing that we know more about the stats of LeBron James and the late Kobe Bryant and the Michael Jordan than we do of those who help us to overcome. Look at somebody and say, don't forget. Doesn't matter how painful it is, we must always tell the story. We must always remember the journey. Listen, in our text, we have a great example in the text of, a, of an Old Testament narrative of the children of Israel's history. Let us, for the next few moments, Look at this text concerning the blessings that were associated with remembering this most difficult journey. This text occurs during the time frame of Joshua. Joshua, who had just succeeded Moses as the leader of God's chosen people. Uh, this was the last leg of their journey through the wilderness to the land that the Lord had promised their ancestors years ago. It has been 40 years since Moses delivered them out of Egypt. And for 40 years, they went around in circles. <laughs> 40 years, they went around. Why? Not because God was trying to figure it out. It was God was waiting on them to figure out they needed to trust God. And so perhaps if we find ourselves going around in circles, it's not because God is late, not because God is not on his job. God's just trying to wait on us to figure out how much we need the Lord. How many of you come to the conclusion that you need God for every step of your life? Everything you do, you need the Lord on your side. Don't fool me now, but anybody in here tried it and it did not work? Uh, you thought you were smart, good enough. You thought you were big enough and it did not work. Nobody can do you like Jesus. Nobody can help you like the Lord. Give the Lord a hand of praise if God has been on your side. Listen, as a new leader, Joshua's first assignment was to lead this young generation. Listen to this. All who had been born in the wilderness. This is so important. All they knew was wilderness experience. Can I say something? Sometimes we are so used to bad stuff that bad stuff looks like good stuff to us. 
Amen. Sometimes we are so used to settling for, for the least of these that they become the best of these. And you think that's all you can do because that's all you have done. But the devil is a liar. This young generation of Israelites, all with the exception of two of them, had been born in the wilderness. Uh, none of them knew Egypt and none of them had ever experienced Canaan. And God said to Joshua, your first assignment is to lead this younger generation across the Jordan River. The unpredictable, sometimes dangerous Jordan River particularly during that time in which its river banks overflowed because it was the harvest season. But they had reached a point. Sometimes God says we reach a point on our journey in which we've got to decide to go forward or to go back. We reach a point where we can't stay on this side of the river. Uh, the Lord said you've got to move to the other side, but it is going to be a challenge. The Jordan River represents a point of demarcation between where they had come from and where they were headed to. It was the point between Egypt and the wilderness and Canaan, the land of promise. Sometimes we find ourselves stuck at a point in our lives and God says, I'm waiting on you to make the next move. I've brought you thus far, but you've got to have faith to go further because you've got to make a decision. Do I cross something that looks dangerous in order to get to where God wants me to go? May I preach to somebody? And although Joshua realized that crossing this dangerous river would be challenging, listen, here is the difference between Joshua and the rest of them. Joshua had the faith to believe that God would, here's the point, as he had done before, make a way somehow. See, there's some of us in here old enough to know that he is a way maker. Some of you been here long enough to know that if God did it then, God can do it again. See, Joshua was there when Moses led them across the Red Sea. And Joshua knows firsthand, Mother Jackson, what the Lord can do. Is there anybody in here that know that God can do what God said he can do? I just want to make sure the atmosphere is right. I just want to make sure that somebody in here remember what the Lord has done. Has he ever done anything for you that only God can do? Don't fool me now. Somebody clap your hands and tell the Lord, Lord, I thank you. Woo. You brought me from a mighty long ways. You should have lost your mind in 2020. But God, you should have lost all your joy, but God. Listen, let me preach this. We're told this narrative occurs in Joshua chapter 3 and chapter 4. We're told in verse 6 of Joshua 3 
that Joshua instructed the priest, listen to this, to take up the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God. I'm going somewhere. You can't go anywhere if you can't take God with you. If the presence of God doesn't walk with you, you don't need another job. If you're too embarrassed to take him on your next move, you don't need to move. Ah, I wish I could preach to somebody in here that know Pastor Jackson. I'm not ashamed to take the Lord. Everything I have, I owe to God. In fact, God made a way before I could get there. Is there anybody know that he is a path way maker? that God keeps making a way over and over. I just need about 50, 100 folk in here right now to know that he's a way maker. Just stand one time and clap those hands and give God a hand of praise. If you're at home, wherever you are, just say, yes, Pastor Jackson, I know. Woo. Listen, listen. Take the presence of God with you Woo. and then Joshua called the leaders to lead we've got a whole lot of leaders like being leaders but don't like leading they like the association uh, with leading but not leading and Joshua says if you're going to wear the title do the work can I say it if, if, if you're going to carry the distinction, have the faith. So you get the priests and you tell the priests, take the presence of God. And you lead the people across the river. Don't instruct them to go. You show them how to go. Can I preach? I'm tired of backseat leaders. Amen. If you are going to lead, then you got to lead up front. You ought to be the first. You ought to be the one that says, my faith makes me up front. I'll do it because God has called me to do. You don't have to lead. Everybody didn't have to be a priest. You didn't have to wear the title. But Joshua says, if you do, then I, when I said go, I want the leaders to go first. When the church takes on a project and we say let's go, I want to look behind me and before I see the congregation, I want the leaders to say, here I am, Pastor Jackson. Because leaders lead by example. Joshua said to them in verse 6, lead the people across the river. The Lord then tells Joshua in, in verse 8 of chapter 3, listen to this, give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. Ah, this is the command for the priest who carries the presence of God. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River. <laughs> I need to see where your faith is. I know the river banks are overflowing. And, and I know you wish we would have done this in a different season. <laughs> I feel like preaching. But sometimes your greatest challenge comes at the most challenging season. 
And the Lord says, you tell the priest. See, here, here's the key. They had the ark. <laughs> uh, somebody just caught it. God didn't send them empty-handed. They had the ark. Uh, they had, uh, Pastor Harold Cuff, the presence of God. And God said, it would be one thing if I sent you there without my presence, but I'm telling you to do a hard thing, Mother Rose English, because I am with you. Anybody know if God is on your side, you can do whatever God tells you to do. Who am I preaching to this Sunday morning? Somebody ought to give God a hand. I've got this presence. Woo. Take my presence. Carry it on your shoulders. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to head towards the river that's overflowing. Ooh. You don't back up when trouble comes because you are anointed and the anointing destroyeth the yoke. When trouble comes, you don't back up, but you go forward. I know this is not for everybody because some of you aren't there yet with your faith. But I just believe that there are a few folk in here that face trouble and obstacles and heartaches head on. And you told the enemy, if you think this is going to stop me from worshiping, then the devil is a liar. Listen, my dear cousin Pat Jackson is in here today who lost my cousin in Chairman of Deacon Boy Chip in, in August of 2020, but she's still worshiping. Some of you are still worshiping. Your hearts are aching, but you're still here. Don't fool me now, but is there anybody want to send a message to the enemy? Tell the enemy what you thought would take me out will take me up because I'm not running away. I am walking forward. I am walking forward. Y'all do me one favor. Just stand up one time and take two steps forward. I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. Anybody been broken hearted? Heartache? It's been a hard season. But you've got a message for the devil. Here I come. I'm not running away. I'm walking right to you. I'm walking right at. Come on. Come on, Zion. Come on. One more step. Woo! If the enemy thought you would run and hide, the enemy does not know what you are made out of. I don't run backwards. I run The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run. Woo. I feel something. I feel something. God said, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. 
Stop running from your adversities. Stop running from your problems. Face your problems head on. Head on. Face cancer head on. Face diabetes head Here's the key. Here's the key. Woo. Here's the key. Here are the instructions. Okay, somebody said this wasn't for everybody. Everybody didn't have to go face the enemy. Only those who felt you were anointed. <laughs> Preach Pastor Jackson. See, some of you aren't there yet. Some, some, some of you still need somebody to go step in the river for you. <laughs> Ooh, but they at least, there were at least 12 of them who had enough anointing to walk towards the river. And look what the Lord tells them. And the Lord says, when you get there, take a few steps in. Verse 8, chapter 3, take a few steps in the river. And stop there. Ooh, can I show you something that jumped out to me in the text? I have read this text for years. Listen, I studied it uh, when I went to uh, Bible college. I, I knew it, but for the first time, it dropped in my spirit. Pastor Matt, God told them to go forward to the river and take a few steps in the river. And the banks of the river were overflowing. But this is what they did not know, but had the faith to trust God. What God did not tell them is what he was going to do. Because as soon as their foot touched the edge of the river, the river backed up. Somebody say, back up, devil. Back, y'all help me preach this. Tell Salem, back up, back up, back up, back up. Y'all come on, help me. Back up. Tell every demon in your life, back up. Tell every devil in your life, back up. Tell every hater in your life. Woo! Back up, back up, back up. Wave at somebody. Say, tell the devil. Back up. Back up. Tell haters. Woo! I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel a right now praise. Is there anybody in the house that God gave you the strength to declare to every demon in your life that before I get there, back up. Before I get there, back up. Before I get there, back. Somebody wave your hands one time and say, back up. Woo! Listen. See, this is the part that jumped out at me. Although God told them to go 
into the middle of the riverbed, God was testing their faith. Sometimes God tells you to do a hard thing, but before you have to do it, he already makes a way. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? And so the Bible says, when their foot touched the river's edge, the waters backed up. Somebody want to praise God because God has backed up some things that the enemy thought would take you out. Uh, Somebody feel that God has backed up some things. God has blocked some things that the enemy thought would take you out. And the God and the Bible says, and it backed up until the river bed went into another city. The water flowed. You know where the water flowed, Matt? Go back and read this. It flowed to the era of Zarephath. Now you have to know your Bible to catch that. Because the last thing I read about Zarephath was there was a famine in the land. Can God not do it? Somebody said God can do it. And so the riverbed fled to a place of famine. And the priest stood in the midst on dry land. And all the people crossed over. Verses 15 and 16 of chapter 3. It says this. And, they, and as the rivers began to back up, the people crossed over safely on dry land. And here is the message. Here is the message. Because see, sometimes we enjoy the blessings of God without passing on the testimony about what the Lord has done. God said to the priests through Joshua, before you leave this dry riverbed, I want every one of you to take up a stone from the middle of the riverbed. Put it on your shoulder. (laughs) Take it to Gilgad. Take it to Jericho. And I want you to build a memorial out of these stones. Where did the stones come from? Somebody say Jordan River. God says, I'm going to build your testimony out of what was challenging and what you did not think you can come out of. And I need you to build me a memorial. And there will come a time in which future generations will ask the question, what do these stones mean? (laughs) When they hear your testimony of how you've lost so much and kept your joy, mama, what does that mean? Daddy, how did you come through? Oh, anybody got a testimony in here? Is there anyone in here got a testimony of what the Lord has done for you? Come on, you got 30 seconds to put your best phrase on a testimony. Come on.
leave you with these three key things. They were to use these 12 stones to build a special memorial. A memorial that I suggest to you was to serve three key purposes. I want to leave these with you. And you ask yourself, does it apply to my life? Number one is this. The memorial reminded the children of Israel of what the Lord had done on their behalf. And here's what the Lord told me is for us. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, this is for us. Take your phone out. Take a picture of it. If you're at home, save the screen. Sometimes, Deacon Simmons, sometimes we need to be reminded that it was God and God alone who was responsible for us coming through our wilderness experience. Ooh. Just look over at somebody. We don't do any touching anymore, but just look at somebody and say, it was God. Said so the only reason you were here today, it was God, baby. Ooh. That's right. Somebody ought to clap those hands. Sometimes, put it back, put it back. Listen, sometimes we need to be reminded that it was God and God alone who was responsible for us coming through our wilderness experience. It was God. Second key purpose of this memorial that God told them to build was this. The memorial reminded the children of Israel's enemies. <laughs> this is going to bless you. Listen to this. The, the memorial reminded their enemies of what the Lord had done on their behalf. Now I'm going to give you something to bless you. Ooh. Look at somebody sitting next to you and say sometimes our enemies need to be reminded of what kind of God we serve. <laughs> sometimes the haters in your family, sometimes the haters on your job, sometimes the folk who thought they could take you out need to be reminded of what kind of God we serve. I just wish I had a witness. Anybody in here, Lord, not only do I need to be reminded, but sometimes my enemy need to remind me, don't you mess with me. Touch not God's anointed. Do his prophet no harm. Some enemies need to know that they don't need to do anything to you because you serve a God. You serve an awesome God. Anybody glad to know that your enemies need to know what kind of God we serve? Clap those hands and give God your best praise. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell my enemies. Tell my enemies that God's got my back. Anybody know that God's got your back? 
Anybody know that God can cover you? And number three, stand to your feet, everybody. Number three, the memorial was, number one, remember, it was to remind who? Somebody say, it remind me. Number two, the memorial reminded your enemies. And number three, it was to remind future generations, your children and your children's children of what the Lord has done. Anybody know that God brought you from a mighty long ways? Sometimes younger generations need to be reminded what the Lord has done for others, he can do for them. Look at somebody and say, if God did it for me, God can do it for you. Every young person in here, God will bless you just like God blessed others. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Sometimes other folk need to be reminded. Younger generations need to be reminded that the Lord, come on, Bill, brought me from a mighty long ways. Somebody say, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Remind your children. Remind your grandchildren. Remind your nieces and nephews. Remind everybody in your family. Baby, if God can do it for grandmama, God can do it for you. If God can do it for mama, God can do it for you. Anybody know that God can do it? Somebody say, yes, he can. Woo. Yes, he can. Think about what God has done. Think about what God has done. Listen. Listen. My dear sister Pat, this, your standing is not just for you. It is to remind Regis and Cass and their children of how mama kept standing at the devastation. Woo! Nothing encouraged me more than to see how my mother kept the faith after losing her husband for over 50 years. And I said, if mama can do it, I can do it. Anybody know what God's done for others? He can, young couples, if God can do it for us, God can do it for you. Listen, listen. Mm, I feel that, Brother Zion. Somebody throw your arms up one more time and say, Lord, you didn't have to do it, but you did. Remember the journey? Remember the journey. Listen, listen. Our dear brother and friend, Pastor Marvin Sapp, who had been here many times. I was hoping y'all would do Marvin Sapp. <laughs> Marvin Sapp wrote this song that touched me so much. And maybe this is not for everybody. But is there anybody in here who can say he has brought me from a mighty... Ooh. 
me try that one more time. Anybody watching virtually who can say, he has brought me from a mighty long I know y'all want to get it on. <laughs> mm. Think about it. Is there anybody in here that God backed up the troubles before you got there? Just want to make sure I'm preaching to the right folk. Is there anybody who took a step towards the Jordan? And before you can get in the middle of it, God had already backed it up. Woo! Anybody? Anybody? All right, y'all got 30 seconds a minute. Put your... Pastor Marvin Sapp said, you've been my father, you've been my sister, my brother too. You brought me from a mighty long ways. You've been my doctor, my lawyer, my teacher, my friend, indeed. You brought me. Rose, you brought me. The Lord brought me. I, I think the musicians are happier to see y'all than I am, amen. Woo. Come on, Bill. Come on, listen. Listen. Now listen to this before Bill starts. God just told me to do this. I did this at eight. <laughs> I did this at eight. I thought the staff was going to stare me down. Oh, we told you don't do that. But here's what God told me to do. To those of you who want to come to the altar and separate and with your mask on. Amen. <laughs> I just, I may not do this every Sunday, but I'm just led by the Holy Ghost that I know I have to just invite a few people who's got a testimony. Don't come without your mask, okay? And no hugging, no touching, no kissing, none of that, okay? Hey, just separate. Come on, Bill, and tell them. Ooh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh Lord, said you ah. so good to me. Pastor, ah. I was just sitting over there thinking, ah, looking you. over my journey, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said you been good to me. That's why some of you had to come when to I was down don't to my last die you made 
institutionalized right now but God what some of you had gone through I can't even imagine Whew. 
uh, what you've gone through. But I know this. God has been right there by your side. Somebody needs to build a spiritual memorial. Your life ought to be a memorial. So when your children and their children ask you, Mama, how did you make it? How were you able to keep your peace and to maintain your joy? Somebody say, the Lord brought me from a mighty long ways. To those of you that are listening by way of radio, to those of you that are viewing virtually, in the midst of the Jordan, the river backed up. And the river stayed backed up until everybody crossed over on dry ground. Won't he do it? Old church, you just say, won't he do it? Yes, he will. Close those eyes right now. And wherever you are, if you're virtual or listening by way of radio, there's a contact number on the screen. If you're listening by way of radio, you can call 803-776-1238. It is important on this holiday weekend that we remember the journey. Don't ever forget. See, people would tell you it's too painful to remember. I would tell you, you ought to remember because it reminds you of how God helped you come through it. And if he has done it for you, he would do it for others. Just remember, it is to remind us It is to remind our enemies and it is to remind future generations of what the Lord has done. Close those eyes. If you're here and if you want to make that commitment, if you would like to give your life to the Lord, then after this prayer, if you would just head towards those doors, we have elders and ministers there. If you would like to learn more information about how to be a part of this congregation of what God is doing and amen then we ask that you just see the elders and the ministers the back if you need special prayer you've got a special request amen someone is there to pray with you and to pray for you there are contact numbers on the screen that you can call Let us pray. Eternal Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you because you didn't have to do it, but you did. You brought us from a mighty long ways. Lord, we will never forget the journey. (laughs) We will never forget the challenge that you said to go forward. You said to those leaders, walk towards the Jordan. Take a step in the Jordan. But what they did not know was the moment their foot touched the river's edge, the waters backed up. (laughs) God, you've backed up some things so many times on our behalf. 
you've made a way so many times on our behalf and we say thank you thank you for this message thank you for this journey thank you for the destiny that this journey will lead us to this is our prayer in your name we pray and give thanks come on bill come on team come on god you brought me as you return hey, to your seat hey amen elders are in the back they're in the back come on everybody clap those hands God for the word of God you may be seated amen don't forget the journey I don't know about you but I'm not gonna forget the mighty long way that God has brought us thank God for the word of God from our senior pastor and we thank God so much for those of you that are here those of you that are viewing us to those that are viewing if you want to join this ministry you can dial 1-888-776-1238 or either you can email us at prayerrequests at bwcar.org. We have ways where you can become virtual members also. So if you don't mind, if you want to join, you can dial 1-888-776-1238 or either you can email us. We want to remind you of our $7 vision offering. We thank God so much for how God has blessed us with the vision offering. We thank God for those of you that continue to give on a consistent basis. We thank God for so many of you that go over and beyond what you are given. We thank God for the scripture says, without the vision, the people perish. And we thank God so much. We have a vision. And as you heard Pastor Jackson say that we haven't touched any of the proceeds from our vision offering and we're saving it because God has given us a vision and real soon we'll be able to share what that vision is with you. Many of you don't give $7, but you give beyond that. I share it with the church at 8 o'clock. Thank God so much for Mother Gladys Washington and her family. A few weeks ago, she lost her oldest son, Mike, and in honor of Mike, that family gave $1,000 to our vision offering. Give God a praise. Amen for that. So we thank you, many of you that continue to give and that continue to bless God. There's a place on our website that you can give, and it says vision offering. At this time, we're going to pronounce our benediction. Those of you in the worship center, you can be remain seated. After the benediction, our ushers will come and will escort sections out. Right after the benedictions, the mothers can feel free to leave. They can go out this way. 
and then if you would remain seated until your section until you let out by sections by the ushers we'll appreciate that we look forward to seeing you on tuesday night come and join us on tuesday night as our pastor continue words of encouragement and then on next sunday which is the first sunday amen communion at eight and communion at eleven and let me say to those of you that want to come to worship we have simplified communion where you don't have to worry about any touching you can pick up your sacraments on your way into the sanctuary they'll be placed in a plastic bag and doing communion we'll be able to take it and you can dispose of it right after our communion service with uplifted hands let's pray father in the name of jesus god we just thank you so much for the word of god god we thank you for we won't forget the journey we thank you god for the stones that those that came before us laid for us we thank you god for the mother thompson's mother acres god we thank you for deacon ralph king we thank you for bishop jackson elder lloyd so many god that laid a foundation for us just so that we could be here today now god dismiss us from this place never from your presence let us find peace as we return to our destinations in your name we pray amen and amen if you would remain seated our mothers can feel free to leave out this uh back door and then you'll be led by sections from our ushers thank you so much god bless you we look forward to seeing you next week We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in today. If you desire prayer, please do not hesitate. Call 1-888-776-1238. There'll be someone available to pray for and with you. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you were moved by the message in any way, please share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.